I was always scared. I I was terrified of everything. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't trust anybody. Um, I couldn't have, you know, a, a proper relationship because I had no confidence in myself. At one point, I just would shower and I would like get dressed as fast as I could because I did not want to catch my reflection in the mirror. It made me sick to my stomach. I drowned myself in exercise during that time. And it was the only thing that made me feel good. You know, just being depressed and then you move your body and all of a sudden you're like, oh, this feels, this feels pretty good. Um, even if it's just for a minute, you know, even if it's just for 20 minutes, that temporary satisfaction that you get from exercise was what kept me going through that difficult time. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an incredible, exciting, super fantastic guest for you today. Today's guest is a sister of one of my great friends, one of my GOAT mentors, the man who helped me drop 58 pounds in six short months. She is business partners with him. And she and her team help people like my amazing better half, Teresa Dugwell, get into the best physical, mental, and heart-based shape of their life. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Rima Camera. Welcome to the show, Rima. Wow, Nikki, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Rima, I got to tell you, the feeling's mutual. It's really great to have you here. So, Rima, I've had your amazing brother on the show, and I'm excited to have you here on the show because I want to hear the other camera's point of view on success, on winning. Tell us your backstory because the people that listen to the show, they don't come here for me. I'm here every week. They come here for you. They want to learn from you. They want to get your best ideas. But before they can open their hearts to you, they got to get to know you. So tell us your backstory. How'd you get to be the great Rima Camera? Yes, um, I would love to share that. So, I mean, you've had my brother on the show. Um, we had very similar upbringings and, you know, obviously living in the same house. Um, so a little bit about my backstory. We, I want to highlight things that I think are really important um, and are pivotal in my life in shaping me who I am today. So... Um, we grew up in poverty. Um, we grew up with a very abusive father witnessing all of that. Um, when my mother finally walked away from that marriage, she was dirt poor. You know, we watched my mother roll pennies to buy groceries. And that's kind of how we were raised for many years of our life. I struggled a lot growing up. Um, I think witnessing the abuse in the home, I never felt like I fitted in, and, oh, but I, sorry, that I fit in anywhere. 
I was bullied growing up. Um, I had severe acne and I was bullied for years and years of my life growing up because of that. I always ended up in abusive relationships because history repeats itself. And although, you know, many people who grow up in abusive homes witnessing that, you know that it's wrong and you know that it's something that you don't want for yourself, but it's almost like it's it's familiar. So um, I <clears throat> that's kind of how I lived my life growing up. I went to school. I worked really hard. I pushed myself um, to you know pay all of my bills. I paid for my own education. Um, I completed my master's of science in education. And I worked as a teacher for six months and I hated every day of my life. So I quit after six months. It just was not for me. Soon after I got married and from the outside, people were very envious of my life. I looked like I had the perfect marriage. Um, I had everything. And on the inside, it was far from perfect. So we decided that we would have a baby because, you know, thinking that's going to fix our issues. Very, very stupid me. Um, But, you know, you're young and you make decisions that are not always the greatest. So I have a child and I find myself in a very, very dark place. And I would say that that was when I hit rock bottom. Not only did I hate my body after having a baby because I had gained um, almost 80 pounds. I was just like mentally and emotionally dead on the inside. I, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I mean, I guess you can say I was depressed. And before my daughter was one, I became a single mom. Um, She's almost eight. She'll be eight next week. And it's just been her and I ever since. So, you know, leaving that uh, relationship and that marriage was something where I felt like I had to do because my daughter was going to grow up in the same situation where I was growing up witnessing a lot of um, abuse and as a result, having a lot of trauma from it. So, I drowned myself in exercise during that time, and it was the only thing that made me feel good. You know, just being depressed, and then you move your body, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, this feels this feels pretty good. Um, even if it's just for a minute, you know, even if it's just for 20 minutes, that temporary, temporary satisfaction that you get from exercise was what kept me going through that difficult time in my life. Um, as a result, my body started to change, you know, mentally I was getting stronger and I felt like I could really tackle anything that was being thrown at me because of the strength that I was gaining from the exercise. Um, So I know it sounds really cliche, but I'll say that fitness saved my life and it saved my daughter's life because at one point when you're really depressed and you're thinking like, you know, do I just end my life at this point? Like, I don't know what, I don't see another way out. So um, fitness definitely saved me. Um, I was, so I started working with my brother soon after 
um, you know, when I got in shape and he saw how hard I was working, he said, do you want to be a coach? And I said, sure. And I fell in love with the process. I fell in love with the work and, um, we created lady the F up, which is my baby and my business, um, soon after, And that's kind of what I do today. So I work with women. I have a team of coaches where we help women to become stronger mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, We work with, you know, a lot of, a lot of people think like, oh, so you just like give out diet and workout plans, but that's not what we do. We work with a lot of women who have trauma and who have experienced, um, you know, things in their life where it's brought them to a point of hitting rock bottom. So helping them get out of that and change their life, turn their life around. And uh, that's what I do today. Wow. That's a lot. Um, Let's unpack some of what you said. So you and your brother, you grew up um, in poverty. You grew up in a situation where your mom and your dad had split up. You had a single mother situation going on. Uh, there'd been abuse involved and you guys were, were dirt poor yet you found a way to transcend that. It's like adversity was almost the mother of invention in your case and in your brother's case. So tell me how that instilled in you a desire to better yourself, a desire to be a self-sufficient woman who stands on her own two feet. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who grow up like that and they, you know, they grow up in, in these situations where, you know, you're poor or you don't have a lot of money and you remain like that for the rest of your life. And then there's a lot of people who grow up poor and they work so flipping hard to make sure that that's not how their life ends. That's not how they live their day-to-day life. And for me, you know, watching my mother, like I have, I I can see it today. Like it's in my mind all the time, watching my mother roll pennies to go to the grocery store, you know, not being able to buy what she wanted to buy, having to pick and choose. I never want to feel like that. And so I will always do, and I have always done whatever was necessary. My brother and I, we, my, all of my brothers, I should say, we have always worked seven days a week. You know, today we work seven days a week and people are like, you guys are crazy. Like, don't you need a day off? No, we don't need a day off. Like we, (laughs) what do you need a day off for? When you love what you do, what do you need a day off for? When you know that you want to get from A to B, what do you need a day off for? So that's kind of how we live our life and, um, it's worked. It's made us who we are today. Yeah. hundred percent. And, you know, you, you, you talk about struggling and being bullied, right? That's, I think a story that a lot of us have, uh, for me, when I was a kid, uh, in Iran, there were people who bullied me and, um, the way that I reacted to it was, uh, for a while, uh, I would put up with it and then I'd explode and I'd, I'd go on a, a rampage, which would get me in trouble at school or wherever the heck I was when I was a kid. And um, when we came to Canada, my parents said, don't get into fights. Whatever you do, don't get into fights. Don't get yourself kicked out of school. You can't allow that to happen. So 
you know, there was a couple of dudes, uh, one dude in particular who bullied me uh, a couple of times. And um, I ended up not getting into a fight with him, although sometimes a part of me wishes that I did. But going through that experience made me think, I don't ever want to bully somebody. I'm not going to be a bully to anybody. And I'm going to be somebody who's going to stand up to bullies as I grow older. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure that I raise my sons because I have two sons to be good, honorable men. So they're not bullies as well. What did, what impact did this experience have on you? How did it shape you? How did it make you form your worldview as it were? So, um, you know, growing up, we were bullied because we didn't have a lot of money we didn't have nice clothes and everything else that other kids had. And then, you know, as I became a teenager, I had the absolute worst skin. And for someone like anyone who suffered from having really bad acne, they will be able to relate to what I'm saying. Um, you know, when you're bullied and, you know, I was on the bus one day and a group of girls who I didn't know just started calling me pizza face and, you know, all kinds of names, pulling my hair, pushing me. I've been jumped. I've been beaten up because I had acne and I was a target. Um, so I had no confidence in myself. I was always scared. I, I was terrified of everything. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't trust anybody. Um, I couldn't have, you know, a, a proper relationship because I had no confidence in myself. And I lived like that for many, many, many years. And, you know, I always wanted to be able to look at myself in the mirror and say, I am strong, I am beautiful, and I genuinely love myself. And I don't think that I actually felt that up until a few years ago. And so what I, you know, I, I don't regret going through that stuff and I don't wish that it didn't happen to me because I think that it made me the strong, badass person that I am today and that I feel like I am today and that I know that I am today. Well, you're strong, you're beautiful, and you are smart as hell because you started this business with your brother in 2019, just a little over four years, and already it's the biggest company in his business, right? You ladies have worked with how many clients in this short period of time? Um, over 2,000. 2,000. That's insane. You think yeah. about that. That's insane. Yeah. So, so <laughs> we'll come back to that, but I think the foundational questions that I'm asking you right now are going to really help my listener understand what it took for you to create yourself as who you are and how they can apply that into creating themselves as who they want to be. So you got married. What made you decide to get married at that time? Uh, my age, I was like 27 years old and I'm, you know, I, I'm Arab and Arab women are supposed to be married. Like when I turned 20, people were telling me, oh, you're, the train has passed for you, you know, like, <laughs> oh, so I'm 27 beautiful. and I'm like, I really wanted, I've always wanted to be a mother. Sure. Um, you know, and I felt like it was the right thing to do. So do you mind if I ask you this question? Um, Go ahead. How, <laughs> how well did you vet this guy to see if he was qualified for the job of being your husband? 
I mean, we did get married pretty quickly. It okay. was, yeah, we were together for a year and a half and then a year and eight months maybe. And then we got married. So I didn't, we definitely so you didn't it. bet him as much as you should have, did no. you? No. no. Okay. Thank you for being honest about that. Yes. What, and that was a, there was a consequence to that, right? At some point you go, maybe I married the wrong dude. Maybe yes. this wasn't such a good idea. Right. Yep. And, and you know, you had to, you had to go through that and you had a child with him and you thought that would make things better. But the stress of having a child is probably tough on people at the best of times, never mind if their relationships going through some issues at the same time. And you gained a bunch of weight. And I, I remember, you know, I, I was, I was married before too. Um, the mother of my kids and I, we aren't together anymore, although we have a great relationship right now. Thank God. She gained a bunch of weight right after she, uh, she had our first child. And again, after she had our, our, our second child. And I remember she felt depressed. She wasn't happy about with herself. She wasn't happy with how she looked. You, you, you know, uh, you, I, I, I took a couple notes here. You said you felt mentally and emotionally dead. And I, I don't know if those are words she would have said, but she would have definitely said she was depressed during that time. What was the impact of that on you? I want to just have you explain it to me in your own words. And, and how did you navigate that? Yeah, Nikki, it is really, really hard to look at yourself in the mirror and not even recognize yourself. You know, and there's, you know, it's not just gaining weight, but when you have a child, like everything just shifts and moves and stretches and you're like, what? When you look in the mirror and you don't recognize yourself and you're looking at yourself in pure disgust. I, I, at one point I just would shower and I would like get dressed as fast as I could because I did not want to catch my reflection in the mirror. It made me sick to my stomach and it's hard to live like that. Yeah, I totally get that. You know, that happens for a lot of women. But last year, what made me call your brother was I had a moment like that. I saw myself in the mirror. I saw my gut hanging over my, my belt mm -hmm. and I took a long look at myself and I, I felt revulsion, revulsion, yeah. you know, and that's the moment that I made a decision. I said, no more, I'm going to do something about it. And that's what made me reach out to Amher and, you know, brought me in a, in a good place on a good journey. So I totally get that. But for women, it's a thousand times worse than it is for men, right? I mean, you women are on a good day, a, a thousand times more critical of yourselves than we men are on our worst day. On the yeah. day that I'm the most critical to myself, I'm less critical of myself than you are on the day you're the least critical of yourself. So how did you navigate this situation where you're not feeling good about how you look, you're not feeling good about your marriage, how did you navigate your way out of this situation and into a place where you empowered yourself to A, get into shape and then B, be able to create a business for yourself? Yeah. So um, I was never, you know, prior to having my daughter, I was, I wasn't like super fat. I was never obese, um, but I was never in shape. I kind of started to exercise to, you know, get in shape for my wedding. And so I never really knew what it was like to look at myself and be like, wow, I look fucking amazing. And when I decided that I needed to start doing something because I am now a single mom and, you know, I don't want my daughter to suffer. I actually went through IVF to have my daughter. And so I was like, I have this miracle baby and I don't want her to suffer, to struggle 
Um, I don't want her to have issues because of the way that I am parenting her and the way that I am representing myself to her. So I start exercising every day and my body starts changing. I start losing weight. And then I said to my brother, do you think you can help me? I want to become the best that I've ever been. I want to look the best that I have ever looked. And he said, yeah, send me pictures. So we went through the whole process, you know, track your macros, um, exercise. This is what you're going to do. And I checked in week to week and suddenly I had a six pack. I had no idea that that was even on my body. (laughs) You know, you see your abs for the first time and you're like, wow, you see you know, your muscles popping through and you're like, wow, I never realized that I was capable of getting my body to this point, but here it was. And the mental strength that comes out of that process when you get to that point is something that you, I can't even describe it. I just felt so good and so confident and so strong and so healthy. And it really allowed me to deal with everything that I was going through at the time, you know, finding out that my daughter was on the autism spectrum, um, navigating my way through a disgusting divorce and all of that stress and, you know, moving and starting, starting over, like starting a new career. And so exercise helped me do that. It gave me the strength to do that. So exercise really is a superpower, not just for you, but for anybody. Anybody who decides they're going to take on exercise as a way of life. They're going to strengthen themselves physically. They're going to notice a concomitant increase in their mental strength. You would say that's correct, right? 100%. So what is it that you believe most people don't get about this? Why is it that despite the fact that the benefits of exercise are more and more uh, well-known, we still have so many people that, face it, are out of shape. Even a guy like me, up until my mid-40s, I was really, really fit. And then, I don't know, I bought a stupid story about my age and then I'm a businessman and it doesn't matter and I became fat. So why does this happen and what do you think is part of you and Amher's mission to help people understand that this can really make a massive difference for them. I think that in today's world, with the way that everything is, social media, you know, everything is at your fingertips. So we are always looking for instant gratification. I want it right now. I want it today. People have these unrealistic ideas in their mind of what the process takes. And I see this every single day. I speak to women daily that are like, how fast can I get in shape? How fast can I do this? Oh, I need to drop 20 pounds. I'm going on vacation next month. And I'm like, you're, you're missing what this is all about. You want to drop 20 pounds in a month and then you're going to come back and eat like shit and gain it all back again and then wonder why you're so unhappy. You know, the process, like sticking to it of when you go from not working out to exercising every day, it's hard. It's hard to stick to it. 
There are days where you're tired. If you're a parent, there are days where your children don't sleep, they're sick, you know, things get in the way, you're busy, things happen. But and then you're like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, you know, I'll start next Monday. And then you fall off the wagon. And then you get back on and you're never consistent. So how are you going to reap the benefits when you're never consistent? You're looking for for results today, right now, but you're not consistent with the process. Honestly, Rima, I think what you're saying is so bang on. And if I can just give you some encouragement, I think you should go on like 50, 100 podcasts that are aimed at professional women in particular. And I think you should talk about this all day long because what I saw last night at your awards gala was a bunch of women that looked happy. You know what I mean? They looked happy. They were all beautiful. They were all strong. They all walked with uh, a confidence there were no man haters there. So there was no like angry, crazy people there that think everything in the world is, a, is, is because men are bad. And yet you, you looked at every woman in that room and she looked like she was somebody who uh, was on the right track in life, not just with their health, but in life. That's the vibe they gave off. You know what I'm talking about, right? There's certain people that give off a, a different vibe than that, right? What you're doing is a service to humanity. It's not just a business. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki. I appreciate that. And that's what we are striving to do with more women because we, women, you know, Lexi in her, my business partner in her speech last night, she, she said this we are always told or we're taught from a young age, women should not, like, you shouldn't eat so much. You see a woman eating and you're like, oh my God, you're going to eat all of that? Wow. But why are we not eating? Why are we not lifting heavy weights? There are women who will carry their 60 pound child on their hip and a, and a, you know, six bags full of groceries in the other hand. And then they go to the gym and they're like, oh, I can't lift that weight. I don't want to get bulky. You're not, you know, you're not going to get bulky. You're going to get strong. Like, why wouldn't you want to be strong? So people are, you know, people are just confused. And a lot of women are lost. And sometimes I'm like, it's not their fault because of all the crap that's out there on the internet. And everyone's trying to sell you a $97 program of like, get in shape as fast as you can. It's nonsense. It doesn't work and it doesn't stick. It's not sustainable. So you're, you know, you're doing all of these things that are the wrong things. And then, you know, when we have women who work with us for a year, two years, three years, and they're like, wow, I wasted so much money and I wasted so much time. And I wish I found you guys sooner because this is the best I have ever looked. This is the best that I have ever felt. I'm an amazing role model to my kids. You know, people are always telling me like, wow, you're so strong. You look so beautiful. Muscle is, it's beautiful on a, it wh- on a woman. It is. So. I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> As you know, you've seen my woman. You know what I mean? I'm a huge fan of how she looks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it is beautiful. 
It really is. It really is. You know, God bless, God bless Lexi for what she said. I'm not going to repeat it here last night, but I thought it was one of the single greatest statements. I think myself and all the men should have stood up and applauded her when she said it because it was so true. Uh, it's uh, it's a beautiful thing to see a woman in her power. I don't like wimpy women. I don't like women who you know try to use those feminine wiles for manipulation. I like a woman who's strong, who can kick my ass when my ass needs kicking. And uh, I, I like a woman who's physically strong too, you know. Um, Teresa, God bless her when she's uh, in, 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 a, in a feisty mood. She, like I'm just walking around. She'll grab me in a headlock and start wrestling with me. I mean, what the hell? You have the best relationship. <laughs> I love it. She's, she's cool, man. She's cool. And, you, you know, you talk about like the physical strength of a woman, like childbirth. People just don't understand how freaking tough it is how freaking hard it is for you to carry a body in your body grow it give it life and then have that body exit your body and i remember the first child that i had with my with my wife it was a 33 hour labor 33 hours the second one came quick the first one was 33 freaking hours that's crazy He, he he was so big he tore her he tore her on the way out like there was blood. I mean, I almost fainted. It was bad. Like the doc said, she's okay. She's going to be fine. She's not going to die. I'm like, doc, doc, doc. No, no, no. She's going to be fine. Right. And we had a doula and the doula is going, Nikki, you need to relax. She's calm down. You're going to make, you're going to make Heather upset. That was making that was her nervous. Voice. You're making her nervous. You need to, she said, come with me, leave the room for a minute. She calmed me down. And then I went back in and you know, they started, it, but it was wild. And she recovered from it. Like, I'm like going, damn girl, you are strong as, as all get out. You're tough as nails. I cannot imagine what you just went through. Like putting myself in her shoes. I don't, I don't think I could have done it. And I'm being straight up. And I can't tell you how many times I have said to a client that, you know, com- there sometimes clients complain about things and I've said, shut up. You've pushed a baby out of your vagina. You yeah. can handle this, you know, yeah. straight up, straight up. Said it to so many clients and they're like, you know what? You're right. I can handle this. Like you can't lift this weight. You can't, you know, there's nothing that you can't do. You had a baby. That is, that takes the ultimate strength. There's nothing else that's harder. Straight up. Straight up. Teresa, my lady, she's run uh, 23 marathons. She's done three Guinness world records for running 12 hours on a treadmill. Three wow. times. Three wow. Guinness world records. So like when she goes, oh, I don't know, that's heavy. I just look at her and I go, you think I'm going to buy this shit, girl? Yeah. I know who you really are. So cut this. Look at me. Look at what a wallflower I am. Crap out. Right? Like, it's just hilarious. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, no, like straight up. That's man. strength. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's crazy. First time I did one hour with her on the first 12 hours, the first time. And I'm like, yeah, that's enough. You go ahead, yeah. honey. I'm into sprinting. You go do your distance stuff. <laughs> you yeah, know I'm, what I'm, saying? I'm definitely, I would prefer sprinting. Oh, I God, yeah. God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know, the truth of the matter is, I think this is, uh, this is important. This helps change women's attitudes. It, help, it helps change their, um, their self-concept, uh, their self-belief, their self-worth. And that's just going to make the world a better place. You're going to have better relationships when women feel better about themselves. You know, so keep, keep it up. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you're doing God's work. So let's talk about the business aspect of this because – Hammer Fitness and Lady DF Up, 
you guys are really what I would call thought leaders in your space. That means that you are the go-to authorities. You have a way of doing this that is known in the marketplace and is sought after. What's the difference between an expert and a thought leader? Well, an expert is someone who knows something. Rima, experts are a dime a dozen, right? There's a lot of experts out there. But a thought yes. leader is someone who's known for knowing something. An expert's like a cover band. A thought leader plays original music. So talk to me about how you've developed thought leadership with Lady the F Up and with the approach that you, you and your team take. Yeah, so everybody, there are you know, hundreds, thousands of businesses out there that will help women lose weight, essentially. Programs, um, tons of them, you know, some super cheap, some free, some expensive. But for us, we have a way of doing things um, where we're not going to sell you on a quick fix. If you're not completely invested, I will tell you to save your money. I don't want your money. Um, I'm not, we're not, we're not for everybody. We're not going to sell this program to anybody and everybody that comes to us because we have a system that works and you need to be fully invested in this system in order for it to work. Um, we do things very differently than any other program out there. And I think ultimately that's what makes us as successful as we are today. You know, anybody can um, start working out, but do you want to just work out or do you want to do it the right way? Do you want to be as efficient as possible in your workouts to get the best results that you can? Or do you just want to go to the gym and do random shit and hope to see results, which is what a lot of programs are out there. So we set the bar up here and this is where our bar is. And it's continuously, we never drop the bar. We never drop our standards. We just are always finding a way to improve, to get better, to get stronger, to do it better. And that's, I think, what really makes us different. Here's what I think makes you guys thought leaders in your space. Number one is you make it clear to people that there's no quick fix to this. You got to be in it to win it, in it for the long haul. So a decision and a commitment is required. Number two is um, you guys are willing to say no to the wrong clients. If somebody is not bought into your methodology, not bought into your system, doesn't want to do it the way that you say it needs to be done, you're willing to say, hey, we're not for each other, no problem. And then number three is you have a proven methodology and your methodology, and this is what attracted me to want to work with you guys, is based on methods that have been proven to work for bodybuilders and fitness competitors for the past 60 years. These methods are not rocket science. They're not like, wow, this is the latest Ginsu knife of fitness diets and fitness programs. This works. It's worked for tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. This is what makes you guys thought leaders. Most people that are in this space, they go, well, I do CrossFit. Well, no, no, no. Well, I do whatever the hell, Orange Theory Fitness, all this crap. And you know what I see in CrossFit? I see a lot of hurt people that do yes. CrossFit. They're yes. freaking hurt. There was a guy we went to who was a CrossFit guy. Now he was 60 years old. Look, he didn't look bad. 
but he certainly didn't look like any of you guys. And he goes, oh, well, I got abs. And I looked and I go, no, you really don't have abs. And then when we went to see him for the while that we went to see him, like the workouts were fun and interesting. And we did some intense exercises and I like moving heavyweight. But here's the truth. I didn't, nothing changed for me. My body didn't change. Nothing changed. Coming to Hammer, coming to Hammer Fitness within a very short period of time, I, I lost weight. Within six months, my body had completely transformed. I went from this fat dude to this fit dude. I went from being embarrassed to be with such a beautiful woman because she was beautiful and I was fat to being, I belong. Yes. She and I, we look we look like we belong together again. And you do. You look amazing together. Thank you. That's very sweet of you. That's very sweet of you to say. But that was important to me. That was a missing for me in my life. And I can only imagine, like I said, you women are a thousand times harder on yourselves than we men on, our, on each other. The women clients that come to you are probably beating themselves up way more than I was beating myself up. So you're you're actually helping them feel feel like they matter, like they're good. Their 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 lives are are going to be lives that they can be proud of and happy to lead. So that's what makes you guys thought leaders, from my point of view. Thank you. Yeah, and I think you know when when we say like we're not for everyone, it's because we believe in doing the hard work day in and day out, doing the hard work of showing up to the gym when you don't feel like it pushing to, you know, complete muscular failure, um, you know, not coming home and sitting down on the couch, you know, watching Netflix and eating a bag of chips when you should be exercising, right? And when we tell people, yes, you have to work really hard. You need to work harder. You need to push harder. They're like, fuck, this is too hard. I don't want to do this. And then they quit. So, you know, from, I always say right from the beginning, this is what it takes. This is what is expected of you. Our expectations are that you do A, B, and C. And if you don't think you can do it, then come back when you do think that you can do it. When you're ready, when you're fully committed, when you're invested, when you want this change for yourself more than anything else. Because if you don't want it, you're going to fail. Then you're going to go on your way and you're going to say, oh, lady, the F up didn't work. But Lady the F up works if you do the program properly. Amen. Amen. So let's talk for a minute to the business owners that are listening to this. And I want you to give them your perspective on what can they learn from how you do what you do that they can apply to helping their business be the best version of itself. I would say be honest. Honesty for me is, you know, you, you have to be real. You have to say it like it is because when you are sugarcoating things and you're trying to trick people into buying your program or whatever, you know, buying your product, but your product is, it's shit. Are they going to come back? Are they going to tell all their friends how amazing you are? Is your business going to keep growing? Probably not. So I think being honest is, um, it's it's extremely important in running a business. Yeah, I think I think you're right. You know, no sugarcoating is important. When you bring someone on, you got to tell them, look, 
this will work if you work. If you're ready to do the work, your life will change. Your body will change. Your self-confidence will change. I think that's powerful for sure, for sure, for sure. I said to somebody the other day, if you want something sugar-coated, go eat a donut. Go eat a donut. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I like that. I like that. Okay, so if someone is looking to find out more about what you do at Lady DF Up, someone's looking to have a conversation with you or one of your coaches to see if this is for them. Yeah, so you can go to ladythefup.com. We also have an Instagram page that you can click on the link in our bio to book a call with me. Um, There's a link on on the website as well. Um, I can also be reached at info at ladythefup.com. We're going to make sure we put all of that in the show notes. So folks, listen, I can't say enough about uh, Rima and her brother Amr and their methods. It's worked for me personally to use the methodology that they use. And, and uh, I've dropped 58 pounds. After I dropped the 58 pounds, I've decided to pack, pack on some muscle. So I've put on about 15 pounds of muscle since then. My lady has uh, looked at me, you know, when I lost all the weight, she said, this is great, but you're kind of scrawny now. You got to, you got to put some, some muscle on your, your arms and your chest and your back. So I started to do that. Now she says, you look terrific. And that's a fantastic thing. My lady took the program. She's in uh, working with one of the lady DF up coaches, coach Lindsay. And, you know, she dropped 20 pounds she looks absolutely spectacular. And what can I say? If it's important to you to be in the best physical shape of your life, and if you know that this is something that you've wanted for a long, long time, but you've never quite been able to make it work for yourself, I can't recommend this enough. Take advantage of having a call with Rima and meeting with her and members of her team. Do this right away. Don't think about it. Just go. Go to the website, ladythefup.com. Send her an email at ladythefup, uh, info at ladythefup.com. Go to her Instagram page and click on the links in there. Just take advantage of this. And honestly, go there and just take a look at the pictures of the women that were at the gala awards on January 14th. That alone will blow your mind. And if you're thinking to yourself, I'd like to look like these women. I want to be feminine, feminine, because, you know, we don't want you looking masculine. We want you looking feminine, but beautiful with strong, shapely, live muscles. And I want to feel amazing about myself. I want to feel incredible self-worth as a woman. I want to feel like I matter. I want to feel like I'm strong, like I can open the bloody jar, like I can, you know, do whatever I need to do. Lift two 60-pound kids, you know, one in each arm and and walk with them for as long as it takes. This is it. This is for you. Make sure you take advantage of this. And make sure that if you've got a girlfriend and she wants to do this with you, you and your girlfriend call Rima together. It's so much better to do things like this with a girlfriend. Right, Rima? It's so much better. Do it with a girlfriend. You'll stick to it longer, right? Yeah, we have so many husbands and wives and, you know, boyfriend, girlfriends that that do our program with Lady the F Up and Man the F Up. And it is so incredible to watch a couple transform together. Yeah, it is. It is. That's what's happened with Teresa and I. 
although she had much less transforming to do than I did. That's for darn sure. But it's it's been pretty amazing. And I want you guys to just understand something. Like, this is not a paid infomercial. Rima and Emma are not paying me. I'm doing this because I believe in them and their business and what they do for people. And I think everybody should know about this. So this is coming from the purest place in my heart. I've had an incredible transformation for myself. And when I find uh, something that works, I want to share it with everybody I know. I want them all to know about it. Then they can choose whatever they want to do. If it's for them, great. If it's not for them, that's fine too. But uh, Amor and I had had an incredible podcast conversation. And he said to me, hey, Nikki, you know what? You should interview my sister because she runs Lady the F up. And I said, okay. And then the very next day, he said, hey, Nikki, here's my sister. I'm like, all right, let's get it done. So it was beautiful. So Rima, before we go, there's two questions I got to ask you, okay? Amor asked me to ask you this one. He said, okay. he, used, he said he used to work for him in a restaurant and he, and he, he said that that experience didn't go the way you wanted to. He said he actually had to fire you. So what, what's up with that? What happened? Tell me that story. Yeah. So um, we worked together at a restaurant. I was the bartender and he was the manager and he had asked me to do something and I didn't do it. And you know, I'm I'm the older sister, by the way. So okay, there you go. I'm like my younger brother. Like ugh, I'm busy. Like I can't get to that right now. And he's like, when I ask you to do something, I need you to do it. And I was like, fuck off. So he fired me, <laughs> and I went home and I was like, mom, he fired me. And she's like, what? What do you mean he fired you? And I went to the bo- the owner and I was like, my brother fired me. And he's like, well, what did you do? And I told him what I did. He said, well, then I guess you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, he fired his own sister. <laughs> God bless him. Well, there you go. There you go. He fired his own sister, but he taught you a lesson at the same time. Yes. So there you go. Yes, he did. All right. So, Rima. We end off each episode by asking you as our guest expert for your top three bullet point expert action steps. These are your best pieces of advice, life advice, business advice, health and fitness advice for my listener to take themselves to the next level. What say you? Okay. So my first piece of advice is no matter where you come from, no matter what has happened to you in your life, in your past. You work so damn hard to change the outcome. You, you know, you grow up poor. You don't want to be poor. You make sure that you work so damn hard so that you don't have to live that life. You grow up fat. You don't want to be fat. Work so damn hard to not live a life in a body that you hate. That's number one. Um, Number two, I would say is be authentic. You know, everyone's always trying to please people and be loved by everyone, but you're not meant to be loved or even liked by everyone. We, we are, you know, if you're, you're genuine, you're authentic, um, and you're not loved by everyone, you have to be okay with that. And number three is exercise. Everyone should fucking exercise. You know, it's not always about the body, about like, oh, I want a bigger butt or I want rounder shoulders, but exercise for, if anything, for your mental health. Exercise because it makes your mind stronger. It makes you think clearer. 
it makes you happier. It makes your heart healthier exercise. I love it. These are three amazing expert action steps. Listener, Rima Chamra, the real deal. To find out more about her and her amazing work, go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or wherever you happen to listen to this episode, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. And I'm going to tell you, if health and fitness is on your mind early in 2024, you got to call this lady. You got to get on her calendar. And if you're a woman, you are going to be really, really glad that you did. If you are, uh, um, if you're a man, you can still contact Rima because she's part of uh, Hammer Fitness. She can connect you with the man, the F up people. And if you're part of the couple, then definitely speak to Rima because when people work together as a, as a couple, um, everything gets better. I say this, this is one of Nikki's sayings. A couple that trains together stays together. A couple that that walks together. Stays this episode together. has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the uh, proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader together. practice. A loses weight together stays together. So if your relationship matters to you, find a reason to do this with your beloved. You'll be happy to be here. Until next time, bye bye.